0: Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary.
1: Hi, I'm Yusuf Dal, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country, like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman. And it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more.
0: A message from the Fable and Folly Network.
2: some uh some like rearranging I've been doing some rearranging in our apartment you know I've I've brought in like I got like a desk in my room and I changed where the record player lives and stuff like I've just been kind of changing up the space and feeling pretty good about it and then Tass kind of showed me up because last night he came home with a television the size of a continent (laughs) (laughs) apropos of nothing it was very exciting. We had to we l- had to lay it out on the counter like uh, as if you were like preparing a banquet. We had to remove plugs from the sides of the box. We had to lift and like <laughs> slide the shell out. I'm curious how it's going in there though, because once it got in the room, I haven't seen it again. Yeah, are you like sleeping on it?
3: <laughs> yeah, like I just lay like I sleep face down, so I just <laughs> sleep on the screen, so I can watch whatever I want as I'm falling asleep. It's sleep. really nice.
4: I thought you were going to mount it to your ceiling so that we could just lay in bed and you had to have it big enough because obviously if it's on the ceiling, it's further away from you and you want to have a good, you know, full view.
3: That would have been good. It's too late now. I've already got the sheets on it, so.
5: (laughs) (laughs) As someone who lives in a place that is plagued by earthquakes, the thought of hanging anything heavy on the ceiling or on the walls (laughs) terrifies me, and that's all I thought of, at the thought of a TV on the ceiling.
2: (laughs) This television is literally bigger than Kim. I just realized that. You now own a television that is taller, that is longer than Kim is tall. Well, how, diagonally, how big is it? technically. 65 inches.
3: Yes,
5: that is indeed taller than me.
2: That's wild. Kim could like use your television as a mattress comfortably. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> well, will in a couple weeks when she's back.
5: <laughs> I like the
4: implication that it's like, as long as your feet are hanging off the edge, you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah.
2: You get the warmth coming up from the screen. <laughs> yeah, It's like laying on a hot rock as a lizard.
4: Okay, never mind. This sounds amazing. I'm in.
2: <laughs> you can put a picture of a rock on there. Like.
5: <laughs> you can put a picture of a lizard. <laughs> Ordinarily, when I'm in Indianapolis, Megan pulls out one of her drawers for me and I sleep in that. Like, <laughs> so uh,
6: this will be nice.
2: There's a small hole in the baseboard and uh, <laughs> I just borrowers my way in there. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, so next Monday, we are in between Omniverse stories and we will be there. Uh, myself and Kim and Tass are going to play some Dead by Daylight if you would like to join us. Uh, get chased around by some some killers over at twitch.tv slash The Kurt Show. Uh, and then the following Monday, we will be back with the next game in the Omniverse series, which is Afterlife Wandering Souls. And we've got some special guest players for that, which uh, we'll be announcing. If not by the time you hear this, then possibly like today or tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. Also, and I always tell myself I'm going to do this and then I forget for months at a time. So I'm going to do it again right now. Hey, if you have an opportunity, take a moment to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're listening on. It helps us greatly. It is a great way for us to be found by new listeners, and I, I always think like, oh, I'm going to remember to request this, and then months will pass. <laughs> maybe,
2: maybe like I can create a character yeah. that is like the smash that like button guy, and then I can just do that in every intro, like at the end of every intro, although I think it, listenership might drop off steeply. Yeah, maybe like once a month. Let's hear once, him once a month. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Don't forget to smash that like button. Rate, review and subscribe. We love you. I don't. I've, I've run out of steam already, actually. <laughs> oh, but, <no. laughs> but I've got a month before I have to do it again to come up with new that's material. Fair, that's fair.
4: I think he needs a different accent every month.
2: Oh, yeah. He uh, needs okay. to be a
4: different guy. Or maybe he's the same guy. He's just like in maybe hiding. Maybe so very ev- soft spoken. Yeah, like he ha- he has to have a, a different cover identity every month, so he's he's got a new personality. A so new... we don't
6: like suspect him.
4: Yeah, we'll never see it coming.
6: Yeah. Okay.
5: This hey, is everybody. some very deep lore for the rate and review guy. <laughs> hey,
4: that's that's how who's, we do it here. Who is he
2: running from? I will figure it out over the course of the month. <laughs> we'll figure this out together.
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then lastly, uh, just a reminder that over at cryptshowpodcast.com you can sign up for our mailing list. And some of the cool things with the mailing list is that you will get a free Monster of the Week mystery. You'll also be the first to receive some promotional codes when we use them on the website. And that is also the place uh, every now and then we have the opportunity to sell some of our swag and our t-shirts at a discounted rate and those go exclusively out to the mailing list so you can head over there and sign up for the mailing list uh to get all of that information first 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 first
2: uh also the new tale from the omniverse is out i ran us through a session of cowboy world i've titled the game west so if you want to go listen to some cowboy stuff uh, and you are a subscriber to the Patreon at the appropriate tier, go check it out. If you are not, I'd encourage you to get on it. In addition to that game, there's all kinds of excellent content that you can get at our $5 tier. You should check it out.
6: And this game is particularly special because, is, is this giving something away? Like, you you worked with an, another artist on this.
2: Yes, I, I collaborated with uh, I got permission from yeah I guess that's a collaboration yeah. uh, with, with another uh, artist to do something cool in this one I'm I'm very pleased with it you'll understand what that is by the end of the episode So
6: yeah and you can find that and all of the other content that we create over at patreon.com slash the crit show I think that's all the housekeeping I, I've been just putting it aside for weeks and months just like I do with actual housekeeping <laughs> <laughs> <I> oh <took the> yeah,
0: <laughs> fucking words out of my
4: mouth. I was literally about to say the exact same words in that order.
2: <laughs> it's time with the three
5: cap
6: rule. All
5: right, so we didn't really have time to get into it when I first met all of you, but I'd really like to know why the three of you are here.
3: The idea is, now that this has happened, the world is like it is, We're hoping to figure out where the other worlds are that Nash used to pull energy into the spell to make this happen and change the world, and then go back to our time and stop it. Of course, now that we're here, I have no earthly idea how to
6: start. The dimensions, they all give off a very specific energy signature. He gifted each of the leaders of each faction an item from that world as a symbol of what it was they were protecting. If you could get me in the room with each of those items, I could get a reading off of it. I could triangulate the dimension number. Oh, damn.
5: I was wondering if I could borrow that egg.
6: You may take it for an hour, but I need something from you.
5: My eyes go white and wind fills the room.
6: And the person that you see in your vision is a man in his mid-twenties with blonde hair and green eyes. And you can see on his forearm is a tattoo that is silver and almost seems like it's moving. And the tattoo is of the atomic symbol for Mercury. Kim, you are standing in the gallery inside of the vault, and you have just had this vision of a person with a Mercury tattoo on their forearm when you asked for a vision of who is running New Canterbury. Your eyes clear, and you are standing face to face with Strom, who's just waiting.
5: As my eyes clear, I stumble. A little bit.
6: She reaches out and catches you.
5: Thanks. Sorry, it's been a really, really long day, and I'm looking at her, and my eyes are bloodshot, and I'm looking pretty pale.
6: You seem particularly drained. Have you been having lots of visions lately?
5: Yeah, and some kind of intense ones. Um, the vision that I saw, it was this guy in his his mid twenties, but he had a a silver mercury tattoo.
6: Mercury. Yeah. Hidden somewhere, I assume. Pulling strings. At least I have a name now to go off of.
5: Yeah, and I'll give Strom the physical description that I got of him from that vision.
6: Very good. This is a start, at least. Thank you so much.
5: Absolutely. Thank you. Seriously.
6: Do you need some help?
5: That would be great, but according to our deal, I only have this egg for an hour.
6: You haven't touched it yet. Give me just a moment. And she walks back upstairs, and you can hear her go through the door that leads into her private quarters. And a couple of moments later, she comes back with a blanket and she rests the blanket over your shoulders. And there's this very strange sensation of things crawling over you, like something inside of you that's hurt is being knit back together. And after it rests on you for a moment, she pulls it off. And you can see very clearly when she takes it off that the blanket like doesn't have anything unusual inside of it, but you feel better. So and mechanically speaking, at this point, Kim has taken two points of individual damage because that makes a difference in this game how much damage you take at one time Um, so that puts you where on your harm tracker
5: sure so I've checked my one box for faint harm and I've checked one of the two available boxes for serious harm
6: right so you are in serious harm right now so if you were in the faint harm section still this would heal naturally without. Any special treatment after some time passes. But since you are in the serious harm section, you would have to seek out aid. Um, And we're going to call what Strom just did for you that aid. So this harm will eventually heal over the course of time, but you have gotten the aid that you would need. Normally you would have to roll a hit the streets for this, but because you were in Strom's place, she saw the condition you were in, and we canonically know that she has a blanket that stitches up healing, Seems weird for her to send you out into the world uh, without helping you, so. She pulls the blanket off of you and folds it up and nods towards the egg. See you in an hour.
5: You will. Thank you.
6: She smiles and turns and heads upstairs.
5: I grab the case with the egg in it and leave the vault.
6: As Kim is leaving the vault, we find ourselves at the Fourth Presbyterian Church as Megan is arriving at the front door.
4: Yeah, I think I'm standing on the church steps, just kind of like pacing back and forth a little bit, like getting ready to go in. Just, it's cool. It's fine. I don't got to do anything. I just, I just got to walk in and, and I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't have, I have no idea what's going to be in there. I have no idea what what if they ask me to do something.
6: Are you all right?
4: Hi, what's up?
6: And you turn and there is a man standing in the doorway. It's just slightly cracked. He's dressed in a very nice suit. And he has a clean-shaven head and is wearing a pair of spectacles.
4: Do I recognize this man from any of the stuff in my packet?
6: You do. It's Kit, your second in command. And as you turn around to look at him, you can clearly see that he recognizes you as well. Oh, Fiona, I didn't realize you were going to be here already.
4: Right. Kit, hey. Hi. Hi. What's up?
6: Uh, Not much. What's up with you? I just heard mumbling out here and I thought I'd come check.
4: Yeah, you know, just... Just talking to myself.
6: Oh, okay. Do you want me to leave you to it?
4: No, no. I was just about to come in. Oh, okay. And I'll walk forward to open the door.
6: Yeah, he steps back and lets you open the door and walk inside.
4: I just take a kind of a glance around. What does it look like in here?
6: You walk in and you look around and you're expecting to see a large, beautiful church on the inside, but everything inside has been torn down or moved aside. And you can see at the far end a firing range. One corner has a ton of mats. There are a bunch of ropes and wires that crisscross above head, and you can see people up there walking on them with bow stabs in their hands, trying to keep their balance. This is a training facility that has been crammed inside of this church. This sounds like a dream come true. I want to go to here. Yeah.
4: (laughs) How have things been?
6: Good. We did get a new recruit last night, as always, just at the cloud gate. So... That was nice. They were very happy to be here.
4: Oh, that's good news. Where are they now?
6: They are over there at the firing range. They're trying to test their hand at the crossbow. It's not going particularly well. Uh, but it's also, you know, they've only been here for a handful of hours.
4: Right. Um. So, yeah, I've, I've been away for a minute. Uh, any news?
6: Yeah, we've gotten a handful of new people. We haven't lost many of our own. There have been... Three or four attacks in the last two weeks, which is a larger number than normal, uh, but not the highest we've encountered. All vampires, again. And he lowers his voice. It almost seems like they figured out a way to sniff us out.
4: Well, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, where have these attacks happened?
6: Uh, Not any one centralized location just across town.
4: Anything consistent across these attacks, other than it obviously being done by vampires?
6: No just vampires and it being human targets.
4: Uh were they were they alone? Were they all alone? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
6: Wait, the humans or the vampires? Uh both? Humans yes, vampires no, or sometimes.
4: Okay, so maybe uh we just pushed the buddy system a little extra uh right now?
6: Yeah, you know, I think we've got enough people now that we probably could pair everybody up and maybe just cover a little less ground.
4: Yeah, I mean, if uh, you think that they've figured out a way to um, tell that we're humans. Okay. Uh, um, I just kind of look around, and I'm like not sure where to go. <laughs> uh, everything's looking good.
6: Yeah, it's, um, you know, been going okay. As okay as it gets, I suppose, for us.
4: Yeah, that's fair. I'm glad that things have been going okay since I've been gone. Is there anywhere in particular I'm needed at this time?
6: You can go check on some of the safe houses if you want, or help with the training. Um, yeah, we've got kind of everything going right now.
4: Uh, do I know much information about our safe houses from the packet at all, or...?
6: Uh, you don't, because I don't think Kim knows that information.
4: You know what, I think I'll go help with some of the training, and then um, can you just kind of give me a like a list of like updated safe houses if anything's happened... Uh, you know, since I've been gone, you know, things get compromised. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, like that, like that happens. So yeah, just updated information would be cool. And I will go talk to this new person.
6: Okay. Yeah. No, it's uh, a couple of them have changed, you know, four attacks. Uh, so we've had to move for the safe houses because, you know, if, if anyone, if anyone attacking gets away, you know, we don't obviously don't want to stay there.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Gotta, gotta make everything safe. So yeah, if you can just compile any, just in general, you know, information that I might be able to utilize right now, that'd be great. Okay. Thanks, Kit. Yeah, no
6: problem. It's good to have you back, Fiona.
4: Good to be back. I'm going to go over there. All right. And uh, turn around and walk away. Okay. Uh, and I will go over to the, the new person that he pointed out that's struggling with this crossbow.
6: You head over to the shooting range and there is a woman wearing a long coat. She has brown hair and glasses on and she is fiddling with the crossbow having issue loading it
4: hey can i give you a hand with that oh hi hi uh sure uh and i will help her load her crossbow and kind of point out some of the mechanics of how it works and help her get a little more comfortable
6: oh so you pull it back like that and then they said it's just like a gun but it i mean i haven't shot a lot of guns but it doesn't feel like a gun because it's light but the bullet is a big arrow but cut in half yeah,
4: don't think of it like a like a gun. I I don't really prefer to use guns, and I I have this crossbow, and I pull out my repeating crossbow. Oh, uh, think of it like its own thing, and practice with it, and you'll get more familiar with how it feels, and you'll get there.
6: Okay, so like, don't try to treat it like a like a gun. That's weird in some way. Just treat it like a.
4: Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, okay.
6: And she smiles. What's your name? Julie.
4: Hi, I'm Fiona.
6: Oh yeah, I've heard about you from Kit.
4: Oh yeah, what have you heard?
6: Uh, just that you're the, the leader and you're good at this, at this.
4: Cool. You know, just wondering what people are saying about me when I'm not around. Glad to have you here.
6: Thanks. It's good to be here.
4: Uh, so where, where are you from?
6: Uh, north part of town.
4: Cool. Um. Where are you from? I try not to talk about that. You know, just at this point, it's hard to remember. Oh,
6: that's mysterious.
4: Difficult to remember. I meant difficult to think about.
6: Oh, I yeah, see. Me- I like, thought you were just like being like I'm a lady of the shadows, and
4: oh, I mean I'm supposed to be, but I'm not very good at that.
6: Oh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just mean I just mean that as somebody who's running things, I I kind of have to stay involved in a lot of places at once. So I I try not to do a lot of the kind of covert, super super undercover stuff. That's what you're here for. That's what you're here to train for. So.
6: Oh, was that a test? Did I just fail my nope, first nope, test? Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh. So like, You're
4: good, you're fine.
6: Where am I from? Oh, it's hard to remember.
4: But don't worry too much about that stuff. You've got kind of a bit before you have to worry about that. Oh, okay. Just uh just hang out with your crossbow. Give it a name. Get comfortable.
6: Hmm. Earl.
4: Yeah, okay. I dig it.
6: Does it feel like an Earl to you?
4: Uh that is not for me to decide. Oh. Yeah, right, that's you. Right. If that feels if that feels right to you, you go with that. Doesn't matter what anyone else says.
6: She turns and fires down range and comes much closer than the other crossbow bolts that you see in the wall and in stacks of hay.
4: Hey, look at you. You're already doing it. Yeah. Think of it like a
6: crossbow, not like a weird gun. Yeah. Cool. Thanks.
4: Yeah, no problem. Well, good luck with everything. I'll see you around.
6: Okay. And she turns and loads the crossbow.
4: Yeah, so I guess at this point I, I look around a little bit more, but I want to find out where I'm supposed to be sleeping here.
6: Yeah, I think you're able to look around and just peeking through a couple of doors, you do find an office that has some paperwork on it that has your name on it. And there is a bed and a small fridge and a hot plate inside of it. I Open the fridge. There is a lot of uh, apple juice and orange juice inside of it.
4: Hell yeah, I have an apple juice. Okay. And I will sit down at the desk and look over some of the paperwork.
6: A lot of the paperwork there is actually what you were talking to Kit about a little bit ago, the movement of some of the safe houses. All of the safe houses that were involved in the incidents over the course of the last few weeks had to be moved because, you know, they've been found. Once they've been used, it seems that they decide to move those uh, so that no one is ever kind of tracked back to those again. It makes it tricky for people in need to find a safe house, but it makes it so that no one gets set upon at the safe house.
4: Right. Yeah, I think I'll I'll hang out here and continue looking over this until uh, until Kit shows back up.
6: Yeah, a couple of minutes pass and you hear the door to your left open and close and uh, there's a knock at your door. Enter. Kit opens the door and he's holding a sheet of paper. Uh, I've got the addresses of the safe houses.
4: Oh, excellent. Did you want an orange juice? Oh, sure. Cool. Thanks. Have as many as you'd like. All right. I just mean in general. I don't like them. So if you want to just take them.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah. Why your is fridge? your fridge full of orange juice? <laughs> I, thought
4: it, I thought it was an apple juice box, but it was an orange juice. It's the same brand, so it's similar packaging. I just didn't notice because I grabbed, it was two for five, so I grabbed I grabbed both.
6: Oh, I see. Yeah. He uh, hands you the list and uh, goes over to the fridge and starts to just stack orange juice bottles in his arms.
4: Hey, did you have stuff that you need to kind of look over here or? Did you want to come with me to check some of these out?
6: Oh, the buddy system. Yeah. Uh, I, either way, I can stay here and, and take care of folks who show up or I could go with you.
4: I can't imagine this will take too long. Let's, uh, let's go catch up. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of collect myself and uh, I will head out with Kit to go check on these safe houses.
0: The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now, and more than 60 others, can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus.
6: As Kit and Megan head out to the safe houses, we find ourselves inside of Damien's car. Damien has just picked Tass up from the 606. Everything go all right?
3: Yeah, I think so. We're putting together a plan. Nice. Yeah. So I've got information about Ragel. So I've got the basics, like why he's here and some very loose things about how all of these people interact, these factions and all this. My God, the world really did change. Um, I guess I just don't really know how we work. Like, all of the contracts have been condensed here. Does somebody know our contract? Or are you just under somebody that directs you now? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is somebody aware of all of the contracts that you have and know that we set up a deal way back when, before we left?
6: Oh, no, uh-uh.
3: Okay. Well, that's kind of relief. Yeah.
6: Like, I'm under contract now with the demon family, but I still do things. I still, you know, owe people favors and collect favors. And, you know, that's not necessarily connected with them, but sometimes it is if they're the ones who send me out.
3: Got it. Okay. Because I'll be honest, I made a real big guess. It didn't say in the information that I have that you were like my patron or whatever, but just that this Ragel dude messed up and that's why he's here. So yeah, I mean, did you know this guy before? Yeah. Okay, so I'm really just here to kind of be a
6: bounty hunter, huh? Yeah, and to prove that you can fucking do what you're told. Yeah. That's the bigger problem.
3: Yeah, that one was made abundantly clear to me. So, all right, I'm picking up this guy's slack to show my allegiance, doing what I'm told. How what's the workload like? Am I going to be out every single day trying to to keep this up or is it just sort of do what we do until called? Yeah, the latter. Okay. All right. Again, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but I've got some things that I need to figure out. Some of it having to do with the people in charge of me, I guess. But really, surprisingly, none of it is like malicious towards them. So there'll just be a few things that I want to try to get close to and see. But really, if all goes well, I won't have to do anything overtly bad against Lady Jency or you or anybody, really. So, um, you know, I'll try to make it easy. I'll try to, I don't know, make sure you're looking the other way or whatever I can to not put you in a bad spot. Uh, from this packet, do I know anybody specifically that like I should not be seen with? I've already gotten the context that being seen by the other demons, being seen with Kim is probably bad. Do I have any insight about if it would matter if I was seen with just regular people or with wizards or anything like that?
6: Really, the sense that you have is, you know, any of those sightings could just be connected back, but people work with other factions all the time to get jobs done. Okay, very cool. Especially, like, at the level that you are. Like, those people who are kind of in the first ranks of their factions simply can't get their jobs done alone. And so there's a lot of unspoken, like, hey, we work together to get this done, you owe me something now and I'm going to come to you when I need it, etc. The higher you get, there's less of that going on, but it's so commonplace amongst anyone below a lieutenant.
3: Awesome. Okay. Good to know. Okay, man. Then I guess for the moment I'm along for the ride, I guess my only other question for you is how odd would it be if I went to Lady Jency for something? Like do underlings approach her asking for favors and things or... Should I stray away from that?
6: I mean, I certainly wouldn't ask her for something before you've even taken a step towards proving your worth.
3: Yeah, fair point. Otherwise, she pretty chill? Or... (laughs) No? Like, she sure did the whole grab me by the throat and lift me in the air thing. But, like, you know, I I know you gotta... This Ragel dude seemed like a dick, so, like, I get it.
6: I'm not quite sure how to respond to that question. (laughs) We're demons? So chill isn't really... In the vernacular?
3: Yeah, but, I mean, come on. All things considered, you put on a good show, but you're chill. Like, once everybody's on the same page.
6: Yeah, but things are also a little different now. Like, we've just been in a car, having a chat. You haven't seen me when I have to go to work. Yeah, that's fair.
3: That's more about what I'm asking, I guess.
6: Yeah, it's gonna be jarring, probably, the first time it happens to you, assuming that because... You have some of the power that I gave you. It will happen to you when your temper gets the better of you. Man, Bruce Banner ain't got nothing on us.
3: Shit. All right. Uh, I've got some people out making some moves right now, getting a little information, and I think it's just time for me to chill for a little bit. All right. Please tell me that gas stations still have slushies.
6: Oh, yeah. Let's do that. So as Damien and Tass pull into a gas station... We are back with Kim, who is standing outside of the vault holding this see-through case with the flash-frozen egg inside of it. What are you doing?
5: Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good question as to how do I usually get to the 606? Because I imagine that for most of my errands, I have a driver. You tell me. Are there still like rideshare apps or cabs here?
6: Yes, there is a uh, rideshare. It's called Rider.
5: Yeah, then I think as I was... Heading out of the vault, I would have arranged a ride through there.
6: A couple of moments after you select it on the app, a uh, black town car pulls up.
5: Uh, Nice. And before I get into the car, I'm going to use my comms and say, hey, everyone. Uh, Wow. That took way shorter than I thought. But uh, I have the thing and I'm heading back to the 606 if you want to join.
6: So, yeah, I think we see Tass at the gas station. Jake inside of the rookery playing with Danny and Megan on her way out with Kit as this message comes through to the three of you.
3: Uh, yeah, I think it's a little jarring, again, this sort of first time after some time has been spent here.
6: Yeah, and because it is odd, it's it's not like an open channel where you can just chat, it's that you send a message. It's it's almost like a text message in your ear.
3: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think I tug
2: my ear and say... That was quick. All right. I think I'll stand up. I'll pull my earlobe just so that they can hear me say like, all right, kiddo, let's get to bed. It's probably time for us to go to sleep because I can't talk about it in front of the kid.
4: I kind of take a cue from Jake there and I pull on my earlobe a little bit and I say to Kit, all right, Kit, so we're going to go check out these safe houses, right? How long do you think that should take?
6: Five or six hours, depending on how we travel to them, I guess, because they're all over. We're hoping it'll be a long time, but if we get a car or something, maybe three hours to hit all six of them.
5: three three to six hours all right sounds good i tug on my earlobe as i'm getting into the back seat of the rider i've only got this for an hour so i guess i'll see you all if i see you but i'm heading there
6: all right so we jump to the 606 who do we find at the 606 when kim arrives uh i have a question about my the devil inside
3: move for the most part a lot of it is About fighting and getting these bonuses and things in action when I take on that form, but one of them specifically is for movement. So I can fly or have a demonic motorcycle or whatever. It's just however we want to flavor that. If it's like a no pressure situation, is that something that I could activate whenever? Or is that still probably something I should roll every time?
6: No, I think that the travel move, especially, you could just activate. There's no pressure here other than. You know, you've got an hour, but if you can fly, it doesn't really matter what traffic is like. Uh, sure. What is your demonic mode of transportation?
3: Gosh, I think I'm still sad that the motorcycle that I had built got wasted immediately. Mm-hmm. I think it is a, a little form of that. It's still kind of a small, compact little thing, but it's super on fire. Okay.
4: Yes. I'm so proud of you, Task. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. for this. I just got to find my moped and then we're going to. We're gonna cruise all over Chicago. We're gonna oh, run yeah. this
6: town.
3: Look, I've said it before. I would look ridiculous on a big ass motorcycle. I know. I know my limits here. It's cool. So yeah, I think I would go. Then I think uh, I'd finish the slushy with Damien and say I'll I'll meet up.
6: Anybody else? Yeah, I'm there. Not me. All right. So we find Jake and Tass and Grandpa Tincher and Kim standing outside of the base at the 606. And I think because you're back so quickly, Grandpa Tinshia takes a moment and just shrugs his shoulder and walks you over to the entrance so you now know where it is. Dope. He taps his heel twice and hits it with his palm once, and it lowers the four of you down. And as it lowers down, he has his sleeve rolled up already, and he is punching some information into it. So she just gave it to you.
5: Yeah, I just asked for it. And she was very curious as to why I needed it. And I didn't say anything about it yet, but she reserves the right to ask me about it later.
3: Well, I hope they're all this easy.
5: Yeah, I don't think so.
3: Yeah, you had to say it. Come on. What? It's, well, it's all downhill from here, baby. You have to put positivity into the world. Yeah, you do? That's good. That's a good point. Here's my other thing. What the hell world has an egg this big in it?
5: Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh Um, God,
3: I can't wait to find that out.
5: I asked Strom about it and she had no idea as to what might be
2: inside of this.
6: Cool,
3: cool, cool, cool.
2: Interesting.
6: And he kneels down and just presses his face against the glass looking at it.
2: I pull him back a little bit. Huh, what? It just seems like a bad idea to like, this would be the moment when it hatched and it ate your face. Oh, you know. I see.
6: You
5: don't have to actually touch the egg, do you? You just gotta...
6: We'll find out. Perhaps just touching the, the case that it's in if the case came from the other world. We'll find out. Okay. May I?
5: By all means.
6: And he steps off of the platform into his subterranean lair and holds this case to his chest. And he flips his wrist up and watches the readout. Uh, yes, well, if just give me a couple of moments. I think that this is probably going to be close enough. I think the case must have come from there as well. Amazing. I
2: channel my magic. I just want to be prepared in case something goes wrong.
6: Okay, roll it. Uh,
2: nine. So I hold three, but I choose one from the list below. Uh, Take minus one ongoing until I rest, suffer one harm or mark corruption. Oh, man. Uh, I will take minus one ongoing until I rest.
6: Okay. So a couple of moments pass with James holding this to his chest and watching the readout on his wrist from the device that TJ had built. And then he looks up and he smiles. I've got it. Really? Yes. One down. That's awesome. You don't know the dimension number already, right? Correct. No, I need I need all three of them to triangulate it, but I've I've got right, the so got power it. reading off of this one. Yes. All right. Very cool.
5: Amazing. Thank you. And as I'm talking, I'm gathering the case back up so that I can hold on to it. Oh, uh, by the way, the leader of New Canterbury is some guy with a Mercury tattoo.
3: Mercury. Great. We never
2: did find out whoever five was. Yeah, I wonder if this is still five or if you know generations have passed yeah
3: could be mercury 20 for all we know mercury
2: was an agent of
5: oh i know i've read your files
2: oh yeah okay do you know who it is like
5: uh i don't have a name but i have a physical description a oh. guy mid-20s uh blonde hair green eyes at least today he was wearing uh, a blue vest and pants and a white shirt and a red tie
2: i guess the good news is you'll know him if you see him unfortunately it seems like not much to like start a hunt off of or anything.
5: No, but now Strom has a physical description and uh usually she's pretty good at getting information.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, you said you said you don't have much time?
5: Uh no, I need to get this back in. I check my phone. Uh, about like 27 minutes.
2: Uh just real quick, I've got an errand to run in the morning that uh, I hope will curry some favor with my guy and you know, maybe get me a little bit closer to the the ley lines artifact as well. So, making progress.
3: Yeah, um I'm pretty much just on Chill until called duty. So the longer we take, the more chance that I'm gonna have to prove myself by maybe murking somebody. Uh so we'll see how that goes.
2: All right. I'll pull on my earlobe and recap what we've just said, the progress we've made.
4: At whatever point in the conversation I am with Kit, I just pull on my earlobe. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh
6: so at this point on your faction sheets, you can all fill in that the faction leader of New Canterbury is Mercury. And you can put a check mark. Next to the House of Strome because you have collected the piece of information you need from the House of Strome. Awesome. Huzzah.
4: We're doing great. We're doing great, guys. This is gonna be this is gonna be a piece of cake.
6: We knock out two, three of these an episode. Like, no problem. No problem. In and out of here.
4: Season five starts next week.
6: <laughs> so as Kim heads to the exit with the egg to take back to Strome, Jake and Tass, what are you two up to? I'm gonna head back to the rookery and crash.
2: Set an early alarm.
6: Okay.
3: Uh, Yeah, similar. I think I'm going to head to the Archbishop's residence and stay where they invited me.
6: So as the three of you split off to separate parts of the town, we are with Megan and Kit checking out the safe houses. Uh, At this point, you've checked out two of them, and you're on your way to the third. Uh, How are you and Kit getting from safe house to safe house?
4: I think we alternate between getting a rideshare and walking.
6: And which are you doing right now? We're walking. So as the two of you are walking through the town, there's a lot of activity going on. Uh, The nightlife is pretty hopping here. In fact, it seems more crowded than it was during the day. How are you making your way through the city? Are you just trying to be as casual and nonchalant as possible? Are you sticking to darkness? How are you navigating through the town?
4: I think we're trying to blend in. So if the nightlife is a bit more excitable and everybody's like excited to be out and ready to do stuff, that's just kind of the vibe that we're putting out as well. I think we're kind of having a mix of catching up everyday stuff or just like making up stories and then a mix of like, let's actually talk about what we have going on but in a way that's casual, so it doesn't... It would only seem weird if you were overhearing and then registering what you were hearing. Okay.
6: I think that Kit is talking to you about his experience while you were gone and what it was like to suddenly be in the position of having to make some of these decisions and the difference between like being in a safe house nightly doing a patrol and being in the training area and just his... Shift of mindset that he had to have, and it seems like the two of you are close. He's joking with you, and as you pass by a food cart, he stops and grabs something for both of you and hands it to you.
4: Oh, thanks. What is it? Chicken. Oh, I eat it. I ate it real quick. I'm so hungry. That <laughs> apple juice, that apple juice got, me, got me thinking about eating yeah. something. Yeah, I was ready for this chicken.
6: So as the two of you walk up to the third safe house, it's very quiet, and there are no lights on inside.
4: Seems pretty shut down. Yeah. Uh, is that a, is that unusual for this location, or is this one set up to kind of seem unoccupied?
6: No, all the safe houses should have light, at uh. least in the second story window.
4: You go left, I'll go right. All right. I want to just kind of uh, look around for anything that looks suspicious, or like look in the windows to see if I can hear anything.
6: All right, why don't you roll Study a Place of Power, When you study a place of power, a sanctuary, a gathering spot, roll with a circle that controls it. So you're going to roll with Mortalis. On a hit, you see below the surface to the reality underneath. uh, And I will reveal to you some information about the area.
4: All right. So I have a one with Mortalis. Okay. Eight.
6: And so now that you have rolled that move with Mortalis, you can mark your advancement with Mortalis towards leveling up. And once you have marked all four of the circles, that is when you will make an advancement. So on a mixed success, I will reveal an area, NPC or item located within that spot that is not what it seems. So as you make your way to the alley and down the side of this building as Kit heads the other direction down the other alley, you do see movement inside of the window. And at first glance, it looks like two people asleep. Maybe a little intoxicated. They kind of passed out where they fell. And I think the thing that you catch that is not what it appears to be is that the person who is slumped up against the other one is not asleep, cuddled against them. They are a vampire feeding on them.
0: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.
3: <laughs> Are you two still awake?
0: Dad, we're too excited!
3: You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us about the new expansion. Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. yee
1: Hop
3: on board the brand new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farman Valley... Kiss your girl's best friend in lovelorn town. Stupid Terry. And in cowboy Christmas town, hop on down to the bluegrass grotto to meet cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down. And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out. It's the Four Spurs Mine Train. <laughs> Go to Mockery Manor and Claytonville. Two parks in one, and only 19.99 for a family of four.
1: And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You listening to this? Are you ready to come back to Mockery Manor? <laughs> Season three available now.